I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You heard Nick there mention the press conference we are standing by waiting to deliver to you here on these airwaves. It'll commence just after 1.30. It will be hosted by Governor Gary Herbert as well as state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. She'll give an update on the numbers. Heartbreakingly, we here in Utah have learned that uh, one more Utah has lost their life as a result of this coronavirus. Now uh, a total of 35 Utahns uh, have been lost to the coronavirus. Uh, let's keep doing what you and I know is right uh, uh, to keep that number from growing uh, any more than it has to. All right. Uh, it's social distancing and all the good advice. Anyway, uh, speaking of social distancing, it uh, has taken a toll on Congress. Uh, there are right now uh, members of Congress from across the country gathering uh, on the floor of the House. They're actually doing so in shifts. It's a fascinating uh, process which has been established to uh, do what's possible to maintain some social distance between the members of Congress as they vote on a massive piece of legislation, uh, particularly uh, legislation which is designed to help this uh, paycheck protection program, something which has run out of money after the first uh, big piece of legislation was passed by both chambers, ultimately signed by the president. Uh, Joining me on the line right now is Congressman Chris Stewart, who is in. uh, Okay, he'll be with us in just a moment. Uh, I guess uh, producers will whisper in my ear when we're ready to go. Let me tell you uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now. I have, uh, uh, let me just make sure I've got the right information in front of me. I spent uh, a number of years, as you know, as a congressional aide out in Washington, D.C. I got to see the the processes and the procedures which bring about the passage of so much legislation and the voting, which is really the the only thing uh, that members of Congress are voted into office to do. That is their most uh, important responsibility to cast votes. Uh, on behalf of their constituents for the uh, either the passage uh, or the blocking of various bits of legislation. Well, that process is very simple until today. Typically, members march in. They are each assigned a card, which they use to uh, identify themselves. They slip that card into a little machine that has some yay or nay buttons on there. They'll push that, uh, depending on which way they would like to vote on that legislation, and they move out. And if you watch C-SPAN, uh, ever is, is that something? Do you ever do that? You watch C-SPAN? Uh, anyway, if you've ever tuned into C-SPAN about the time that members of Congress are called upon to vote, uh, you'll see that it's a, a pretty much a, a big sea of folks that move in 
and uh, and cast their vote. They are in very close quarters. Uh, one thing you'd be surprised to know, if you go and visit Washington, D.C. and visit the floor of the House of Representatives, it's much smaller than it appears on television. You know, each January when the President of the United States delivers his State of the Union address, on TV that room looks pretty big, right? You can fit uh, every member of the House of Representatives. There's room for all the senators to sit, uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They're all lined up there. Uh, all the justices from the Supreme Court, there's room for them. Uh, and many folks even are able to, to sneak their children and spouses in there. It seems like that's a pretty big room. Well, it's not. It's really, really not. And in fact, on those evenings when the president uh, assembles everyone and delivers his State of the Union address, it is pretty close quarters. I had uh, the, the great privilege a few years ago to attend a joint session of Congress, and uh, man, oh man, it was it, we were tight packed in there like sardines. And so when all the members of Congress descend on the room to vote, uh, they are in pretty close quarters, and that practice would be uh, pretty much in violation of much of the guidelines that you and I have received to maintain social distancing. So they have come up with this system where uh, they, they, they take the names of the members of Congress alphabetically, break them up into groups throughout uh, the afternoon, and as it is, uh, you know, it's your time to vote, that's when you and your group will move into uh, the chamber and cast your ballot. But uh, to talk about that ballot and what will be uh, voted upon here today, we do now have Congressman Chris Stewart, who joins us on the line, represents Utah's 2nd District and is in Washington, D.C. Uh, now, Congressman Stewart, sir, how are you? I'm well. I am so sorry for being late. I got caught up in debate and the ongoing share, and I just let time slip away. I apologize. But, no, not a, but you're right, Lee. It, it, it's a different process here, and I think what we're trying to do is to show that we can do this, that we can maintain you know, the standards and the procedures that we know can make a difference, including social distancing, and, and Congress needs to get back to work. We can't just stay home for the next however long. Uh, you know, doctors and nurses go to work. I think Congress should go to work, too. And I think we're showing today that we can do it in a safe manner. Yeah, 100 percent. I can remember uh, some time ago there was a uh, well, a word kind of slipped out of a Democrat caucus event where uh, meeting rather where there were some. Uh, in fact, uh, according to the report, it was uh, Jerry Nadler was suggesting that uh, Congress break up and go home. Uh, and that they weather the storm from their home districts. And uh, Speaker Pelosi, uh, she piped up and said, hey, you know what, we're the leaders out here. We're going to be the last to leave. And uh, I, I know that uh, you're not necessarily in the business of uh, praising Speaker Pelosi, but uh, uh, but at least for me, in, in that moment, that spirit, I thought, uh, was a good one. And I do like to see uh, that, uh, you know, in this kind of altered state, that you are able to be there uh, doing the work which the people have voted you into office to, to accomplish. So my thanks to you and to, to everyone who's back there right now. Best of luck adhering to these uh, guidelines to keep you safe. Let's take a step back for a, a moment. Yeah. You mentioned that you were on the floor uh, listening to some debate, uh, participating in some debate. What's being debated uh, and what's the likely outcome? Well, there's two votes here today. One of them is this replenishing the Triple P program, which is this money that we've given to small businesses. And, and it's absolutely critical we do that. I, I mean, I, Lee, I just can't begin to tell you the number of people I've talked to over the last 30 days. Uh, 26 million Americans who have lost their jobs in the last 30 days. I mean, that's, that's another, it's a number it's hard to even imagine. And shame on Nancy for uh, for holding that up for another eight days, for something that we agreed on, for heaven's sake. She wanted more money for hospitals. So did many of us. 
And we would have agreed to that. And instead, she holds it up and blames Republicans and how many millions of Americans lost their job because we held this up for more. But, I mean, that's the first thing is, is getting that money through to, uh, to these small businesses. Uh, the second thing is they want to open, uh, establish a new commission to look into this. And, and, I mean, that is nothing but a way to try to blame President Trump and to influence the election. That's all it is. They want to do it now. It's going to be partisan, and it's going to be uh, something that will focus and allow them to report before the election. And, and, look, I agree that we were probably unprepared in some ways on this, but that's not the result of one person's feelings. That's a result of frankly, a lack of imagination on the entire part of the entire federal government for probably a generation. Uh, it's, a, it's a lack of preparedness on the part of governors because they have enormous responsibilities and discretion on how they prepare and implement some of these plans. There are lessons that we could learn, but if your intention is just to blame one person and to use it to, as I said, for partisan purposes, I mean, that American people don't want that. And for heaven's sakes, let's get through this crisis first before we try to start attributing blame. So those are the two bills we're working on today. The first one, absolutely, get that money to those small businesses. Let them keep their people employed. The second one is the political gamesmanship, and I'm disappointed that we're having to take a view on that right now. Yeah. Uh, Congressman Chris Stewart, uh, our time has expired. We're going to uh, have to step away. There's a press conference coming up here uh, by leaders of the state of Utah, including the state epidemiologist who's going to explain some of these new numbers relating to the coronavirus. But let's you and I look for another opportunity to talk here pretty soon. Uh, we are across the country knocking on the door of reopening uh, our great nation for business. And I uh, would uh, like to explore some of your thoughts on that and uh, talk to you about the importance of getting back to some semblance of normalcy. I know you've got strong feelings, but I'll let you go for now. Uh, we'll look for another chance to talk next up uh, here on Live Mike. We are going to take a quick break for some news and then uh, dip into the press conference, again, hosted by Governor Gary Herbert and state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. Great information ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.